Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Episode 99 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am back with two-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team again. Kev, how's it going? What is going on, everyone? And we are building on our takeover episode. So this week, we are joined by the Mamba Insurance guys. So we have Rich R.L. Wayne on Instagram. Rich, welcome. Thanks for having me back. We have Mark, and it's Hyperdunks24, right, Mark? Uh, yeah. Got That's it right, okay. Thanks. Thanks for having us back. Appreciate you coming back. We have Will, DMX God, who was who is also part of the Mom Insurance and was also on an individual episode himself. So, Will, welcome. What's going on? Thanks again for having me. We have Daryl, who's brother underscore D, right? Yes, sir. Didn't Thanks for having that, me back. Didn't even write that down. And I got all the Instagram handles right. That, <laughs> eh? Pretty good. <laughs> and we also are joined by Falsey30, Eli. Eli was also in one of our top 10 downloaded episodes, so we have him joining the panel as well. So, Eli, welcome. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me back. And we have to mention as well, we were planning to have Kai, Sexy Beast, and we were planning to have Jermaine. I believe it's the Jermaine Way now, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he changed it. Sorry. He changed it. So, we were, we were originally going to have them on, but they uh, they had to cancel. So, appreciate them trying to jump on with us. So, um, but yeah, we're going to get it going. With We'll start it with our wares and pickups. So, Kev, you can kick it off for us. Yeah, sure. I'll go through this quick. I know we had a lot of people, but uh, I did have a bunch of wares this week. So I started off the week with the Shadow Jordan 1 2.0. I also rock kind of an obscure pair. I don't really see too many of these, but the Air Max 1 Premium is a velvet brown pair. So it's like lots of premium materials on it, but orange hits on there. Super nice uh, for the fall uh, season. I also rocked my Air Max 1 Tree Lines, busted out the Alma Manier Jordan 3s. I had to rock a pair of Dunk Low IDs uh, that I made. It's like a gray pair with some yellow swooshes on it. There's that. And then I also rocked the Air Max 1, the Padas, the Monarch colorway. And then lastly, I rocked the Emma Manier Jordan 1. So that was my week in terms of wares. I only have one pickup, and it's not a pickup for myself, but I just thought I'd share it because it's kind of a funny thing, like, you know, with sneakers now. The way that sneakers are right now, especially, and this pair that I'll show you guys, it's actually a, uh, it's actually a Nike by you pair, but the colorway of it, something that everybody's familiar with, it's a Panda Dunk Low colorway, and uh, the reason why I said this is a funny pickup was, it was for my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law knows nothing about sneakers, cares nothing about sneakers, but she had to have. Pandas. She had to have pandas. So she asked me, if, you know, of course, because, you know, she knows I'm a sneaker guy. And she said, you know, you need to get me these shoes, but I've seen the prices everywhere. They're crazy. I'm like, do not buy those for what they're selling for. You know, you can either get a restock, but, you know, buy you actually allows you to do the options where you can actually recreate some of these colorways like pandas, Kentucky, Syracuse's, uh, you know, for a lot less. And surprisingly enough, I don't know if you guys can see, but 
the quality on them is way better than any yes. GR pair. So if you guys have made some on your own, you'd know. But I just thought that was an interesting pickup because, you know, the, the popularity of pandas, you see them everywhere. But just how mainstream it is now, you know, people that don't even care about sneakers, they just want something that's popular. She's even asking me for sneakers. So I just thought I'd share that. It was not a pickup for myself, but it was a pickup. So that was my wares and pickups for the week. Nice, Kevin. Uh, I know we've jumped on a call before this with uh, with the rest of the team about an hour ago, and uh, you were showing us the, the it's crazy the quality difference. Like it is crazy when you see it. Like, and Rich actually pulled out his pair, which is just a, a GRR Panda Dunk, and the quality on it is so much better. And I, what were you saying the difference was, Kev? Price wise, twenty five bucks. Yeah, Canadian. It's like twenty five bucks more or something. You know, it's gonna take a lot longer to get to you because it is a buy you. So I think it's, you know, anywhere between four to six weeks, but, you know, to get the much better quality leather, like I would even call it premium leather in the exact same colorway. I mean, why not? Right. Like don't pay resell for pandas. Don't pay resell for GR dunks. You can make anything that you want on by you now pretty much. Um, so I would just suggest going that route if you really have to have a pair of pandas. Yeah. Well worth the money. I'm well worth it. I don't know if any of you guys have pandas, but they look great, but the, the yeah. quality is it's just yeah. not there. Yeah, I mean, even the way it creases, it's like paper sometimes. <laughs> there you go, exactly. I've seen it crease horizont- horizontally. No, like diagonally. No. Sorry, yeah, like diagonally across the toe box, which is just like, I've never seen a, cr- a shoe crease like that. Like, it is insane. And Rich's actually almost has like, he's, he's actually creased okay. Like, it doesn't look too bad. Right where it usually creases, like right where the laces are, right at the, the end of the toe there. It's like double crease. It's like there's a line right under the laces, and then there's another one beside it. I'm like, drive me up the wall, like that it creases like that. Like shoes should crease, wear your shoes, but like they shouldn't look like that when they crease. <laughs> nice. Good week, Kev. Uh, Rich, I'm going to start with you. You're the first one I see on my screen. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess my rotation right now is Tom Sachs' external purpose shoes, uh, the first colorway. I think it's called the, the studio colorway, the, the beige one. White cement threes. What else am I wearing? Oh, that's the Federer black cement threes, the AJ3 vapors. And then, uh, oh, Dark Knight five Kobe's. And then uh, most recent pickup of mine, Picked up a pair of the, uh, the blue multi-Sakai LD waffles, like one of the first two colorways from, I think they dropped in 2018 or 2019, one of the two. Sakai waffles was remember. like the blue with the yellow on it and Yeah, and the, red? the blue, red, yellow one. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I know I saw you rock those uh, those Federer threes when he, uh, when he retired or he played his last match. And I think, uh, Will, you rocked the Dark Knight Kobe fives as well in the last little bit right yeah i think i did it um i was going back because i can't remember what i've worn it was like four days ago so something like that um, yeah it was like a yeah, week, I, yeah. Think it, I think it was like two to three years since i last wore it so it was like it needed to get some air out nice yeah good week rich mark what about you in terms of wares i haven't really been out much kind of been sick in the house but uh an air max uh, 97 id that i did and um my uh, SV, like a dunk high purple from like 08. This is just fun to wear, you know, slip your foot in. Even though it's raining, it's okay. Your socks won't get messed up. 
but uh, yeah, that's about it in terms of where, I mean, I've also been wearing foam runners, which is great. My wife hates it, but it's comfortable. <laughs> in terms of pickups, uh, nothing really. I mean, a couple of Nike IDs. I mean, the Nike Bayou, a couple of Air Forces. Uh, with the Dunk came in, but that's about it. Nice. Pretty quiet week, yeah. Will, what about you? In terms of wares, I wore the Kobe 4, Four Rings, I think, earlier in the week. Dark Knight 5, Kobe 5. Sunday for when the Falcons won, I wore the Arab Temple 95, the Bulls colorway. Uh, only thing that like was missing from that is if I think it would have been perfect if it had a red air unit. So it kind of kind of was a bummer when you when you got it and you saw the white air unit, but I paid like 50, 60 bucks for it. So that was that was like a no-brainer. And then yesterday to school to teach, and I wore the Skepta 97s. And then today I wore the Kobe 5 Big Stage Aways. And I thought they were going to actually tear on the fly wire because I was looking and I was like, oh, shit. Like, is this the first Kobe 5 that's going to tear on the, the fly wire? And I looked down. It probably will if I, like, wore it more. So I'm going to just, like, hold back on wearing those a little bit less. <laughs> I mean, I don't wear them all the time, but... I think it's one of those pairs that's going to go first in terms of like Kobe fives in terms of the fly wire, like separating it because just the material is kind of like pretty rigid and everything. So I wore that today and then I haven't decided what I'm wearing tomorrow, but in terms of pickups, I got the, the, the white Orlando penny one and then the color of the month air force ones, the white Royal and gum. I think I paid I got those for 30% off um, a place in New Jersey. So if you guys are looking for like anything sneaker room in New Jersey, they're doing like crazy sales and they, they just launch them like, like every so often. I think there's been a sale every week. The other day I just got the boys of Jordan retro three fire reds, both for 42 bucks. What? Yeah. They were 40% off. Yeah, it's crazy because the color of the month just came out like, you know, not that long ago. The yeah. Fire Red 3s, we all know those dropped that not that long ago. And you're getting already 30% off these sneakers. And Yeah. I yeah. need the oh. brown pair. The brown pair I want to get. The bad. brown pair is dope. I like that one of the Air Force need, ones. They're nice. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, that brown pair is on my list too. Like if, if Sneaker Room does a sale again, Daryl, I'm, I'm going for those again. Uh, I'll send you the link and everything. And then I think the white pink pair is coming out tomorrow, but I'm just going to hold off because 150 for an Air Force One right now is like. <laughs> Wait for the, the sale, man. Wait yeah, for the sale. <laughs> yeah. So that's about it for me. So kind of waiting to see if Nike, Kobe, like the Prelude 6 is going to come back out and then mm, like yeah. Adidas Kobe. So we are hoping for some. Kobe sixes to come back out. Kobe six is my favorite aesthetic model of the Kobe's. And I was so disappointed to not get any of the new retros. So mm-hmm. I would love to get, I know, I know, we, I know it's, I, one, I think it was you will had posted about the preludes coming back on or actually it might've been the Mamba insurance page. So honestly, it's not my favorite colorway, but I like it. It's dope. I would love to get another pair of Kobe six. Cause I have an original pair of the Kobe six all-stars and I, that was right when I started collecting sneakers and I would love to collect more pairs. Obviously the Grinches might be a little out of my price range at this point, but I would, I would love to get some more pairs of the sixes. Nice. Good week. Who's next? Eli, you're next on my screen. All right. Not too much in terms of pickup. Grabbed a pair of the Volt Jordan ones a little while ago. 
Um, the Visionaire, I think, is the official name of the colorway. Mm, I'm a big dope. fan of Volt shoes, so those were an easy pickup. And then I grabbed a pair of Jordan 4 black and reds from the Countdown Pack, the 2008 pair. So oh, nice. They need a little bit of love. So hoping to find some time to be able to get in and repaint the midsole and stuff like that. But uh, for the time being, they've been a good toss around kind of beater pair. Yeah, that's Still it wearable and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's um, good. yeah. It was a little bit of a gamble, but I got them for cheap enough that I figured mm-hmm. uh, even if they crumble, it was worth the gamble. And yeah, I've worn them a handful of times. And knock on wood, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other than uh, the paint falling off, there's no real issues. So pretty happy about that. Yeah, recent wears, Shadow Ones, shout out Juan. I know uh, he's a big Shadow One guy, so yes, he is. <laughs> I had to get those in there for him. And then just moving recently, so just a couple beater pairs. I have a pair of Nike Blazers, just like gray suede. I was wearing uh, just kind of slip on, slip off kind of pair. A pair of Nike Bruins I've been wearing a bunch lately. It was Ooh, the nice. Nike Lab, the 2015. I got the laser blue colorway and customized them to look like the Marty McFly pair with the red swoosh and Hold the oh, tongue shit. tag, all that. So oh, that's a great yeah, idea. I love I mean, that. Uh, a little cheaper than going the actual uh, Marty McFly Nike Lab route. Um, yeah. It's been there wearing those blacksmith threes. Uh, I also wore the the Pata Air Max ones, the Monarchs, uh, just yesterday. And then today I didn't leave the house, so I just had a pair of Nike Burrow slippers on all day. But uh, yeah, cozy boy, that's yeah. it for that's it for wears and whatnot recently. Nice, love it. Lots of good wears there. Okay, so I will go next. So I'm going to go backwards. So today, because I know we had the Mamba guys on, I wore my Kobe 11 Mamba Curials. That was on the bottom of the stack and had not been brought out in a while. So I figured I should get some burn in those. I love those models with that Lunar Lawn insole. They were so comfortable. Like, I think that was 8, 9, 10, and 11. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but that Lunar Lawn insole is crazy. Like, if any of those pairs ever go on me, I'm keeping the insoles. Like... I would love to have the shoes, but the insoles, just to be able to throw in anything, would be incredible. They are so comfortable to wear. So I wore that today. Yesterday, I wore my Vans Old Schools. I love that pair. Like, I just, I cannot see enough things about how much I love that pair. Like, just, you know when you get a new pair of shoes and you're like, oh, these look so good on foot. Like, I just love this pair. That's how I'm feeling about a Vans Old School. Like, it's so strange because it's like... They're literally just at the front door. I don't have the box. I threw it out. It's just, I love the pair. I just think it's such a, I know we talked about it when I picked it up. It's a classic shoe. It's a dress up, dress down shoe. I love it. Like I'm really liking it. I have to say, and I'm I'm a little surprised at how much I like it. Yeah, definitely. It's become a go-to for you now, Trev. Yeah. Like it's at the front door. Like it's it's an option to wear just to leave the house. So yeah, didn't didn't think I'd get there. Air Max 90 infrared, Air Max 90 infrared safari. So it's a black infrared with uh, the safari print. I wore my Air Max 90 Eagles pair. Mm, of course. Football Sunday. You know, we got football Sundays yeah, coming out. I got to bring sure. the Eagles Air Maxes out, you know? Basically an infrared color blocking, which instead of infrared is like, it's. Uh, I think it's a midnight navy, which is the Eagles technical colorway for their, their green jerseys. So I wore that. Air Jordan 3 white cement, the free throw lines. Brought up my LeBron 9 Hyperberries. I don't know if anyone mm. remembers those. That's a little bit different. I do. I haven't I, seen a LeBron 9 in a while, but yeah. I love that low pair. The next pickup is going to be a LeBron 9 low. That's the decision. So okay, we'll talk about that when that's in hand. And I wore my Air Jordan 3 JTH, the Bio Beige. It is now fall, which means the beige shoes are back. That's a perfect fall shoe, yeah. 
I love that pair. I, you know what? I haven't actually put it back in the box yet. It's been sitting at my front door. So it's been one of those pairs that I'm looking at while I'm working. And it's just, you know, when you look at a pair and you're just like, that's beautiful. That's just, it's so nice. This all works so well. That's, I've been thinking that for like the last week <laughs> now. I had no pickups. So that's my week. Nice, Trev. And we're, Daryl, you're the last one here. I'm thinking you must have some big pickups to talk about. <laughs> hmm. As far as my rotation, I'm going to be honest. I just came from like two and a half weeks of traveling. So I kind of been trying to stay in the house. So I've really been wearing like, I have these all-terrain Crocs. I've really been wearing those on my errands. I haven't been really touching shoes. But my when I was away, I had uh, Michigan State Dunk Highs, Amaminier 3s, Travis Scott, Air Force 1s, the first for the cream pair. I had another pair too. I know the one pair that I really enjoyed the most I have the mountain mountain fly lows. They're all black. The ACG like ACG sneaker boot. That's like oh, yeah, yeah. the most lately. It's called the mountain fly low, and they're like all black. Like, that's the one pair like I really like been wearing, especially since it's getting like falls hitting. It's been raining a lot in Jersey. As far as pickups, I got a ton of. I I came home to like <laughs> a, a crap pickups. load of boxes. I got the taxi ones. I got the LeBron two that just came out. The first, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The gray, the gray with the the white and gold. The white, white and gold, gold. Sorry, white and gold, white yeah. gold. What else did I get? I'm actually drawing the blanks. There's so many. <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, you know what I got? I got Jackie Robinson dunks. I got those. I got two pair of the Hemp Air Max ones. Oh yeah, I love those. I got purple lobsters for a ridiculous price. I got purple lobsters, nice. special box too. I got plum dunks. I got white and a pair of white and gold sample pair of LeBron 25.5s, which is like a 17-year-old shoe. Mm-hmm. What else did I get? I just won a bid last night on Rockefeller Air Force Ones. I got Laker dunks. I have Sheesh. the. <laughs> Might as well just call him the rich, like like he's yeah, like, rich grill rich. status. He's yeah, taking yeah. grill status. Yeah. Give, the next, <laughs> give the next grill status. <laughs> I got the uh, flight ninety fives, the white and red pair of that Brett Berry wore. I got those off finish. Oh, line. nice! I got Bart Simpsons. I got West Indy Air Force Ones. I hit on sneakers app for the Dodgers dunks. And oh, I got a Nike ID. Somebody posted a Nike ID. I, got, I did a Lakers Nike ID. I'm going to probably post it on Instagram at some point, but it's pretty much all yellow, white, and purple Nike ID. Sheesh. And I think I got like one more shoe. That's, a, that's a light week, Daryl, by the way. That's a light week pickup segment. I swear, every single drop wearing like chat groups with them is like, hey, can you help me with this thing dropping tomorrow? <laughs> the other thing. Yeah, I mean, a, that's a light week, Daryl. And then meanwhile, he's wearing he's wearing his altering Crocs. He's got like twenty oh, pairs of shoes. Croc gang, all right, Croc gang, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't go wrong yes. with a Croc. That's it. That's it for me. I'm done. <laughs> no, well, let's just that. say you put our rich to shame. <laughs> no, that yeah, that's I mean, great. I mean, I love I love to hear it though. If you can hit on sneakers and you can get like you know. A lot of these great pairs. Uh, the lobster, you said you got a grip for a great price. Plum dunks yeah. are one of my favorites. So it's variety too. I like the variety. It's yeah. to see. But yeah, so again, back to the reason why we have this episode, episode 99. We're doing the takeover. And again, we have some of our top 10 listened to and downloaded guests 
So appreciate you guys coming back. But when we sort of pooled the guests together, you guys as a group, you guys struck me as like a very uh, unique collectors type of group to me. Obviously with the Kobe guys, your collection is so vast in terms of just Kobe's, but very unique to Kobe's. Eli, when he was on actually like his collection, not unique to sort of one specific, the way that he got into collecting, the history behind uh, a lot of the stuff that he has, and then just, you know, the way that his path, his journey went through in terms of collecting was very unique. You know, being one of the newer guys, I guess, in the sneaker game, going back, learning the history, you know, connecting with a lot of people. His sneaker collection is very unique. And then also he's a customizer, so he's able to sort of create things like you heard with his Bruins. He's able to sort of create some of the stuff that he wants, which makes uh, his collection quite unique. But those are the vibes that I got from you guys in terms of just your your type of, um, you know, sneaker collecting type of whatever. I don't even know what I'm trying to say there, but just the way that you guys are. But I kind of wanted to kick off this episode because I know we're all sneaker collectors, uh, sneaker enthusiasts. But aside from sneakers, is there something that got you into like the whole collecting habit? You know, tell us about, you know, your most prized non-sneaker collectible item. Or is there something that you still collect other than sneakers? We have guys like Kai, like, for example, Kai, when, you know, Kai was one of the guests that was supposed to be on the episode. Fortunately, he can't be on, so shout outs to Kai. But, you know, he's a huge Raptors jersey collector. Not just, you know, any Raptors jersey. He has game issued, game worn, you know, lots of crazy, obscure jerseys. So I kind of wanted to pose that question to you guys because you know you guys have the sneakers, but is there something that maybe kicked it off for you guys when you were younger that got you into collecting? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Honestly, nothing really. I mean, like when I was younger, maybe comic books, but that kind of ended up after college. Yeah, so I was like there and then I kind of just segued into sneakers. So it was really mainly just sneakers for you, but you had a, yeah. a small stint in comic books. Yeah. Well, what about you? Is there anything that you were big on besides sneakers? It all started with basketball cards, baseball cards, football cards. So I'm actually like in in the place where I had my sneakers. Like I brought up a b- bunch of my cards from my mother's house um, just to get them out of her house because there's like stacks and stacks and stacks. And I think I might have forgot some, but. Yeah, so it was basketball cards. I even was into collecting pogs at one point. Oh yeah. Like you remember pogs? Like I do. Like I do. Even magic cards and things like that. Like just like high school stuff like that. And then my grandfather, before he passed, like he gave me um he knew I was into cards and things like that, but he was always into autographs. So like he was able to get me a couple different autographs. I have a Jordan autograph that is um signed. It's like a little pamphlet of the Team USA from back in 1992. Um, what else do I have autograph-wise? Oh, actually, um, this is non-sneaker related completely. He got a photo of Abraham Lincoln. He was a big (laughs) Civil War buff. Um, And that kind of like stems to like my interest in history and things like that. And and as a teacher, but he got me a autograph of Abraham Lincoln and it's on a piece of paper. Yeah, like really random, like for me, but that's still locked away in the box and things like that. I won't ever take that out. Um, Oh yeah. That's insane to have. Yeah. So like, that's like really cool to just have in, in terms of history, like that's almost 250 years old. So yeah, right. Exactly. um, And I don't know how he found it, found it and everything. He used to do a lot of auction like houses and things like that. So 
That's you ever something. think of bringing it to like one of those? What did they have when? Uh, like an appraisal? Or yeah, like no, what was that show? What was that Monsters. show? Monsters. No, 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 no. The one no, no, where they no, would. No. You know what I'm talking about, Mark. Antique um, Roadshow. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Antique Roadshow. You ever bring it to? You ever think about bringing it to one of those things? You and... know, not really. It never struck me, but that's like something. Like I, I joke about with my wife all the time. Like, can we hate hanging Abe in the middle of the living room and everything like that? <laughs> um, but she, she doesn't go for that. But that's kind of like something that's like unique in my house that I'll never sell or anything like that and that's just like memories of my grandfather and things like oh that. yeah okay for sure um, sentimental so Absolutely. and me being a history person and things along those lines that's kind of like where collecting started like cards pogs things like yeah. that and yeah. autographs and stuff like that so. cards absolutely yeah how about you daryl I mean, well, if you want to say Abraham signature, there go your Kobe Pro Show money right there. You can just trade the signature, get you some Pro Show. You don't got to worry about selling out. As far as me, I don't. I want to say the one thing I, I guess collect is Kobe memorabilia. Like I'm right now, I'm in the the Kobe, um, my man cave. I don't think I can switch this around. Oh yes, I can. So like, I have like his jerseys. I have nice. some like things. I have the Mamba mentality thing. I have some like posters. So like. I collect Kobe memorabilia. Other than that, like I have like some Funko Pops. Nothing that I collect like aggressively as as I do sneakers. So mm-hmm. like, little odd had habits or like little collectibles. I'll get like if a Michael Jordan pop comes out, I'll get that. I right. had the Kobe pop. Cool like Marvel, some Marvel pops. Batman pops are always. Other than the Kobe memorabilia, I can't say I collect anything as aggressively as I collect sneakers. Pop is a good thing too. I, I've I've seen a lot of people with like huge Funko Pop collections and it's just so I used like... to have a fairly big one and I guess I started as it got pop like really I got I got on right right before it blew up and mm-hmm. I guess the mindset was like well I'm not hitting on the sneakers app I can't get these sneakers or it's these sneakers that I don't really want and these are like a fraction of the price so like you were right I was paying like seven or nine dollars for a couple pops so I was like oh well this is not as expensive as shoes whatever then they started treating it like sneakers where they started getting too limited edition and stores were mm-hmm. like trying to backdoor and re- re- it was it really became the sneaker thing. And I was like, you know what? I've been here before. This, this, right. this store is all too familiar. Let me back out. So I, I kind of gave that one a pause because it was people camping out for them, fighting literally the same issues that was sneakers. It was transferring over. And I was like. I'm not going to get too invested in this anymore because I already see uh, the writing on the wall. So yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I do sneak. I do sneakers and Kobe memorabilia. I think those are the two things I can say. So, Rich, how about you? Anything from your childhood that you collect, or maybe even now? Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up as a kid, I mean, I was just into like different types of action figures and stuff like that. Though, so I'd have like you know Batman, Spider-Man action figures, and you know play with them and stuff like that. So I had like a little collection of that basketball cards that was another thing i guess in general i'm a pretty big movie guy so i'll have like random movie related things like eli was talking about back to the future with the broom so i have like the multicolor hat oh from- yeah that's dope mm-hmm. like that so like it's like random things like that right now it's, it's really just sneakers for me but like within my sneaker collection like i have like a very like specific types of themes or sneakers that I like to go after. So like I have like a Bruce Lee collection of mm. different types of Bruce Lee sneakers across all the different brands. So like Reebok, Asics, Nike, you know, multiple different types. 
Um, and then I also have like a Back to the Future theme collection of like Mag and McFly sneakers and stuff like that. So dope. Yeah, no, I love it when when you can sort of streamline your, you know, even like from you know something as broad as sneakers, you can sort of streamline it to something like yeah, like with you with Bruce Lee, like all. The, and it's not just the Kobe ones that we see, but like you said, there's Asics, there's all these other brands that have their renditions of bruce lee items too which is super dope but no that's amazing to hear and that's kind of like like why i want to ask but uh yeah eli like i love to hear what started your collection habits yeah i guess i've always kind of had the collector's gene i don't know if that's um, that's a thing no it's definitely that's a thing yeah yeah yeah. i think you got collector as a kid hockey memorabilia my dad had a crazy hockey memorabilia collection growing up so i think i kind of got that from him and then yeah just kind of transitioned into shoes I wouldn't say I have too much collection other than sneakers going. Yeah. Um, just can't afford it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely yep. honest. You I know focus, what you mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of focus you, on, uh, on one thing. And uh, like it was mentioned earlier, you know, sneakers aren't a cheap hobby. So yeah, I've been managed no. to kind of, yeah, just kind of focus in on sneakers recently. I do still have a little bit of like the hockey collection, but uh, not anything like my dad or uh, like what it was coming up. But yeah. No, that's awesome to hear. I mean, yeah, I just was curious because, you know, I feel like everybody's just, you know, with the sneakers being such a huge uh, part of, you know, our collecting right now, there's always something, you know, that kind of gets us into that collecting kind of habit. And, uh, you know, it's just interesting to hear, you know, where everyone started. But, you know, getting back to sort of the takeover part of this whole episode, we asked you guys to submit some questions or just, you know, ask questions to the entire panel. We'll just start off with uh, what we have on the list here. So, Will, his question to you guys was, uh, which brand has a firm hold on the basketball sneaker industry right now? Uh, so, so let's just start off with that first. So I don't know who wants to go first. Maybe we'll just start again with Mark uh, in terms of um, which brand you think uh, has a hold on the sneaker industry right now uh, in terms of basketball. In terms of basketball, I think, I mean, for the most part, obviously it's Nike, just because of how much offering they have. With uh, Under Armour, you really get Steph and that's it. But uh, with uh, Adidas, I guess, you know, with Trey and uh, the other stars there, I mean, they're kind of getting there, but it's, you know, from what I've been hearing, what I've been seeing with, like, you know, some of my friends' kids that play basketball in, like, leagues and stuff, it's mostly, like, Kyrie's, Steph's, what was the other one? Paul George's for some odd reason. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think it's Nike just because of the amount of offering they put out there. I mean, you know, just in terms of signature, they got the Giannis, you know, mm-hmm. they got Tyrese, KDs, LeBron. It's just too much out there. Sure. I mean, you know, with other brands, it's like really limited to like maybe three with like Adidas, maybe like one with, you know, Under Armour. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know there's other like, you know, Asian brands, but it's, it's fairly difficult to get those unless you really know where to get them, like the leanings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Antas and things like that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Adidas got Trey or like Dame, right? Or whatever. But you don't really hear too much about that unless you're like a strict Adidas basketball collector or even just like you, that's what you wear to play ball. But um, Eli, what are your thoughts? Like, do you think that Nike is also that brand that has a stranglehold? Uh, yeah, I think that was well said. I definitely agree. Nike is uh, at the forefront. I saw, I think it was last season, it was like a graphic on some like NBA kicks or something posted. And it was just a bar graph of players uh, and brands. And then it went to specific models and things like that. And Nike is, you know, far ahead 
of the other brands. Um, and then even within that, you know, the Kobe line is very highly represented, obviously, in the NBA circles. Mm-hmm. One brand that didn't get mentioned that I feel we would be remiss to um, not mention is Puma. You know, a little bit of hype. The like Puma. Yeah. Like- that's yeah, the little like, bit of hype that's been generated yeah. around uh, like the Lamelo sneaker, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously haven't been around for too too long, but I remember when I was getting into it, and kind of the early 2010s and stuff, when basketball sneakers were kind of that. That's what everybody was after. I see Trev nod, and you know, I've heard Trev talk about it too. But yeah, it was interesting to see you know that kind of basketball sneakers have lulled out a little more recently, but then to see this random Puma, you know, Mellow sneaker selling out and then reselling and you know have a pretty good representation on court obviously you know resale and uh that's not necessarily the the only judge of the sneaker and it's standing but it's it can be a good gauge of, of how well the sneaker is doing um, obviously at the end of the day if you like the shoe and you buy the shoe that's what's the most important but mm-hmm. uh, just in a general sense right if, if a shoe is selling out and being um, well reviewed and things like that so yeah i think puma obviously they're moving the needle a little bit but they've got a long way to go before they're in the discussion of holding that title of the champion or uh, you know number one sneaker so definitely definitely yeah Lamelo's shoes you know huge popularity for for his sneakers uh you know and not only that like he's such an exciting player to watch too so i you know i i know that the younger kids are kind of gravitating towards him just because of his character and his personality and just his style of play so yeah definitely puma is one to mention uh rich how about you any thoughts yeah i mean i i agree with what's been said so far i mean i think i mean nike's definitely far and away still the leader in the clubhouse in terms of, you know, who's got the biggest share of the basketball industry. I will say, I mean, it, it does seem like New Balance is also kind of getting in the game a little bit, though, with like, you know, some of the retros, like the um, ALD collapse that they've done recently. And then I know they have Kawhi, but like, you know, some of these other brands, I mean, it's just hard for them to compete because, you know, they really only have like, you know, maybe a couple marquee guys at most. Adidas, you know, they might have a few more, but like they're just a little lacking it just seems like in terms of like the marketing push of some of their guys whereas nike just always has that history of like they're just really good at i think being their own hype man and really like talk speaking through their own sneaker history and just constantly bringing it back with like different routros and stuff so it's hard to compete, compete against them yeah definitely daryl you share you share the same thoughts yeah, I share the same thoughts um, that everybody's pretty much said. Uh, I, I mean, I'll go as far as saying I think LaMelo Ball had the best basketball shoe this year. I mean, minus Nike, you know, being the juggernaut that it is, I do think individually, I think LaMelo Ball probably had the best signature basketball shoe. I mean, me and Mark were going crazy, like, yeah. this year, trying to, <laughs> trying to get a lot of his shoes. I mean, I mean, like, the first couple were easy for me. I mean, I was able to – um get to the mall and, you know, just grab a pair. Like maybe the, I think the black and blue pair and I think the purple and blue pair. Yeah. But once the Rick and Morty's came out, <laughs> shortly after that, or maybe one before that, it was kind of chaos. I mean, I remember being in the mall and they were like, I think that was around All-Star Weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And like they yeah. had pushed it, they pushed the release date up. So they didn't, there was no release date. So I was in store like, hey, you shot, you guys should have them crack your box open and get them. <laughs> Had I not been in the mall, I would never have been able to get a pair. But um, 
after that release, they started being on the Foot Locker app, and there were raffles, and it was like, oh, like now nobody can get them. They're treating these like a like a Jordan. So yeah. that speaks to um, his superstar and, and the popularity of his model, and how much kids and I guess adults, you know, yeah. gravitate to uh, him, his style of play, um, you know, the brand. But Nike, Nike's just Nike's just too big, you know. Like we're like adidas like uh, rich said new balance puma and all these other brands we have you know they may have one b plus athlete maybe an a-list athlete and then the rest are like you know c and d nike just has like nike has like seven a plus top tier athletes yeah then they got b's they got c's and then like they got randoms wearing it too so like you yeah. can just be following your favorite you know, college player that went to the NBA, he's not even that good, but he's wearing Nikes too. So you just right. want to buy a pair because he's wearing them. So like, they're just too big, too good, too strong for too long. And I think mm-hmm. this is just the dominance is going to continue. And that's just what it is. Now, Daryl, uh, what was, because I, I was I was thinking back is when we had you on for your guys' solo episode, I remember us talking about you just picked up some of the little mellow balls for four balls specifically, right? Um, yeah, yeah. How, how did you like them performance-wise? Because I'm, I'm always hesitant to, to move away from a Nike basketball shoe, but I've heard such good things about the shoe. I played in them once and I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them. I haven't gotten around to wearing a, like wearing them a bunch, but I said the one time I did play, I did enjoy them. I just took them to the park. I took and I played them out. I played outside of them. I took my daughter to the park and like was shooting around with her. And I got into like a two on two, with like some random guys, but they felt good to me. But just cash, even casually wearing them, like they're they're comfortable, man. They're comfortable. Yeah. Like I went to Charlotte to see family, and I actually went to a Hornets game. I was like, oh, like, I'm gonna just bring two pairs, and maybe I can get on the floor and like get them to sign them or something like that. I didn't get them signed, and actually, that particular arena is actually kind of hassled, like bring extra things or extra bags. So I was, I'm gonna just take a pair off my feet and see if he'll sign them. It didn't happen, <laughs> but. Just walking around and they were they were super comfortable. Yeah. Well, that's a good point though. Like I think we talked a lot about just basketball sneakers in general. That you know the newer ones, you know they don't really translate to off court. But the Lamellos, you know, they look good on court, but they could be rocked casually as well. Like I thought the yeah, design yeah. was really nice. So if yeah. you're gonna give you know, a pair like the Lamello, you know how they have it like award ceremonies, like best new artists and things like that, or whatever. Yeah, 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 like yeah. for best new silhouette, I think that pair definitely ranks up there in terms of you know nike may have a lot of superstars under their wing but i don't personally think that the Giannis silhouette uh, you know his signature sneaker looks good i don't personally think the zion sneaker looks good but that yeah. lamello even though it's a puma and people don't generally you know look towards puma as being like one of those brands like he kind of put the spotlight on them for a little bit or even still now right yeah I like the Giannis one. Other than that, the, like the three, I didn't like at all. The four mm. is okay. I, I haven't gotten a pair yet, but the one was good. But as far as the Lamelo one, I'll go as far as saying, man, I, that was the best like debut signature in a long. Right, exactly. That's uh, what I mean. Like I'm talking like maybe I would say PG, since Kyrie like, maybe, like, won. Since, like, yeah, it's yeah, like the Kyrie or PG one. It's it's been like years since a debut signature's been like that good and done mm-hmm. that well, like. And not Nike too, right? So and not Nike to be so honest. They, they, so. they not, but the issue with that is that, and I've already kind of seen it because they leaked pictures of the Lamelo too. And I guess he wore it during the media day. 
like how do you follow up like it's kind of like like a like a rap artist like you like you spend all this time and you drop this or arm whatever gyro you like they mm-hmm. have this big following they drop their their great album is great it goes you know seven times platinum it's like how do we follow follow up with this and and yeah. like from what i've seen the follow-up to the mellow isn't as great but like it was like the first one was so great how could you have topped that but like it, it see with puma because you're such a small not a small brand but because like your basketball is like like kind of like new territory almost for you mm-hmm. yeah. that's when you gotta go all chips in and you gotta hire or outsource you gotta bring every like this is when you call in dr drag <laughs> you gotta bring the best of the best yeah like you gotta follow that up. you gotta follow that up and you gotta have all hands on that like yo we gotta knock this out of part one one yeah. more time and that's when you have consistency and that's when you bring more people to the brand because like are you got all eyes on you now what do you do and sure. i'm not gonna say they laid an egg but it definitely isn't it, it looks like they just kind of like what i saw it to- looked like a looked like a 1.5 it's almost like like just like yeah a yeah, yeah, yeah 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 they played it yeah. way too they took safe. little elements from it so you knew it was yeah, the sticker but it's too safe yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was too safe i mean it's really yeah. almost the same silhouette right yeah. right and uh yeah i mean let, let's not forget about will i mean the reason why you asked this question you you must have a thought yeah i, I just wanted to like just thinking about it like the kd15 I think is the best KD shoe in quite some time, but like, mm-hmm. like everyone said, Nike has so much, but at the same time, like Paul George, Kyrie, Kyrie's not getting another signature with Nike after this. Mm-hmm. So that kind of takes a little bit of a hit, but I, I don't even consider like Paul George, like anything yeah. special in terms of like holding the brand, like moving the brand forward yeah. um, in terms of basketball sneakers. This LeBron 20, though, um, I think like LeBron having his sons in on the design process is going to go well for Nike in the future, mm-hmm. especially if Bronny and um, LeBron's other son. Bryce. 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 Bryce, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't think of the name. If they do like make some noise in college or even in the NBA, but I think the KD 15 is going to be a good one this year. LeBron 20. I don't think Paul George, like Giannis, um, Giannis's first model, as Daryl said, is like, is really good. But after that, it's kind of like fell off. And then who knows with Zion? I'm like, I've never, I won't put a Zion Williamson shoe on my foot just because he's Duke. <laughs> so forget Duke. <laughs> like, so hater, I'm a man. Carolina fan. So, <laughs> um, I just wanted to hear everybody's thought. Kind of just like to just kind of like think about like where the scope of basketball sneakers are. Like, because you do have Trey Young, you do have James Harden still. Um, I think Lamelo Ball's sneaker was the best basketball sneaker of this past year. So yeah, that's kind of where my thoughts were with that question. I kind of want to jump in because I, I think I think it's kind of interesting because I feel like all the brands know that Nike is so big in basketball that they almost can't touch them. Cause like, if, if you think about Adidas, Adidas is probably Nike's closest competitor in terms of like yeah. signature athletes and like number yeah. of players that wear their shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't ever see anything involving James Harden, Trey young. I'm trying to think who else is on Adidas. Dame Lillard. Like, Dame Lillard. Dom- like, I just feel Dom- like everything Dom- they put Mitchell. out is just Donovan so- Mitchell. Yeah. That's Donovan right. Mitchell. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, Mitchell. like, I just feel like they have a, they have a really good lineup. I, I don't see why their shoes shouldn't do better, but I feel like I, I kind of, 
someone touched on the marketing aspect of it. Like I like rich. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like I'm struggling to think who an Adidas athlete is, but if you were to ask me like a Nike athlete, Giannis, Paul, George, LeBron, Katie, not Kobe, Kyrie, not Kyrie, like, you know, like I, and then I can be like DeRozan is also, you know, like, like I can, you can go down a roster of Nike athletes. Right. Yeah. We're like, I'm yeah. struggling to think of three that are on Adidas. I don't know if that's marketing or if that's just like, if they're just like, Hey, this is the space we're in. We're going to play in it. We're the number two guy. We are 15% of the market and we're okay where we are. So <laughs> we're, the, yeah. we're, the, we're the guys that the shoes go on deep discount. They don't move great. They're fine. They're adequate. Like if that's, if that's the space they want to play in, then that's fine. But I don't know. I just, I, I don't think anyone can touch Nike. Like I just don't, yeah. I, I will say though that that Lamelo was a very interesting shoe. That one, mm-hmm. I was. It was interesting. It was definitely an interesting first shoe, and and arguably, I think you're right. It's it's probably the best first shoe in a long time. Like I, for me, it's a Kyrie one. I thought the Paul George was an interesting look, the first one, but that Kyrie one was just uh, like, and I, and I think they're actually modeled like, that mellow Lamelo shoe is modeled after the Kyrie one but oh for sure you definitely like, can see it, yeah. if you if you look at the two they're very very similar yeah. yeah yeah but when you look at that shoe that the the labello one it really like it almost like if you could paint a picture of Lamelo in a sneaker, like that actually looks like that would be something, you know, it's like it, it screams Lamelo, right? Just yeah. the design yeah. of it and everything. So, but yeah, no, good for him because, you know, when I think, I mean, we can, we can talk about like, what was it? Big baller brand or whatever, like, yeah. they had, you know, like the ball family had their own sneaker and it almost felt like they were forced to wear those like when Lonzo was wearing them and you know they were selling them for like what I don't know it was like 500 US dollars or something for yeah. a pair of sneakers and they were like falling apart on the court it yeah. was just kind of fun to see that and you know eventually you knew that these two two guys in the NBA his sons they were going to branch off and they were going to get their own sneaker deals right like as much as they love their dad and, and their their family name and stuff like come on like Puma uh, or, or Nike or whoever is going to pay them, they're going to take that and if they can design something with them, it would be insane. But yeah, no, good for him for, for picking something like Puma. He could have easily gone with Nike, I'm sure. He could have easily gone with Jordan, but he's kind of bringing the face of that brand up, I, I feel like. But yeah, no, good for him. But, um, you know, Rich also had a question and it kind of falls in line with this. So his question was, you know, what is it going to take for these non-Jordan basketball shoes to be at the forefront of the sneaker culture again. So we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, Nike being the top, you know, it was, it's kind of obvious that everyone had the same thoughts, but you know, what is it going to take for these brands like Puma and Adidas to get back up there, or at least, you know, be, you know, stay competitive. Is there anything that they can do? Hope and pray that Nike decides to just close the company. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, but I mean, like, as a big, it's, you're right. I mean, you almost kind of have to, you almost kind of have to think like, hey, are, are they going to even have a shot if Nike's still there? But, you know, they're going to have to do something because Nike's not going away anytime soon. So I think it's just one of those things where it's just like, I mean, you, like, like it was said not too long ago, you kind of just got to know your role. Like, you know, your second, you know, your third, you just got to, got to play that role and maximize what you can take the wins that you can and embrace the losses that you can. I mean, I think, you know, even, I think I, I could like, I think if, if we can get like a, like a confidential spreadsheet of like how much each company makes, I guarantee you, like 
Adidas is paying their athletes a lot more than Nike would have, which is attracting them to come, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, I know for a fact, like Puma probably got mellow because they're like, hey, like come to us. We're going to give you X amount of dollars. You know, they even gave him like his own Puma. He has like his own jet or something like that, something crazy like that. <laughs> so they, you know, they're bribing with like, you know, with planes and money. Then they, you know, with Mellow, they probably like, you know, like you come to us, you don't have to wait to prove yourself. Year one, we're giving you a, we're giving you a signature shoe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like, right, so right. like, just imagine to me, if we at the, at a bidding war and you got, you know, Donovan Mitchell table and, you know, Nike saying, are right, we going to give you, a $10 million contract and we'll give you PEs. Adidas is probably saying, we're going to give you 25 million and we're going to give you your own shoes. Cause like, how do I turn down 15 million more? And I got my own shoe. I don't have to have crazy eights in my own colorway. I don't got to wear Derek Rose. I can have my own thing. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, five, $10,000. Yeah. You know I mean, so that's, I think what they're doing is just throwing way more money to get these athletes, but then still losing. So it's like the only winning thing you can do is get more athletes and throw more money. But like, how do you win there? Especially when they're not going to move a ton of units or not as many as Nike, then they ended up in discount stores anyway. So hmm. I, I think it's just that thing where you just kind of play the number two, play the number three, you know, get who you can get. And then that's almost like stay in your lane. You're saying just stay in your lane, play it safe. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Adidas, I don't know, maybe they could put some more money in marketing, maybe, in, you know, maybe just research and design of their shoes. Because, I mean, even back in like when, you know, at the height of basketball shoes, like the early, like late 2000s, mm-hmm. Adidas shoes are just when you look at them, I mean, even though they say they're, they're different, it, it almost looks like a team shoe. Right. I mean, right. Yeah, like yeah. right now, if you look at the Donovan shoe, Trey shoe, yeah. I mean, maybe Harden's maybe look a little different. A lot more different than the other two, but for the most part, they kind of have the same silhouette. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I mean, you know, Nike only fell into that little hole, like you know, when some things started looking the same when Leo Chang kind of took over a couple of signature shoes. But sure, yeah. you know, it's like different designers for different shoes, so it's like getting different shoes. But with Adidas, it's almost like every shoe, it's like a team shoe. It's like, oh, you know, they'll tweak this part over here, but. And more so tweak to like the player's specifics. Like if it's more like a cutter and a slasher like Trey Young, then, you know, that sort of performance is going to be a little bit different. Whereas like, you know, James Harden will be, you know, whatever technology because of his style of play. But yeah, you're right. Like the design itself is very, very similar. Yeah, it's kind of sad because, I mean, you know, Adidas has boost. So it's like... Maybe mm-hmm. we could do something with that. You know, they have prime knit. Maybe we could do something with that. I don't know. Like, they have like the feet you wear. I guess they got back into that because uh, mm-hmm. I think the feet you wear logo is back in Adidas shoe, uh, uh, retro shoes right now. So, I mean, maybe they could do something with that. I mean, there's something a little different than, you know, kind of like the same offering every time where you're like, I can't even really tell the difference between these two shoes from like 10 <laughs> feet away, you know? Like, <laughs> right, right. Eli, any thoughts on uh, how these other brands can uh, maybe compete? No, I think like you said, I'm, Nike's such a juggernaut in this space that one thought I have, I guess, is uh, trends are cyclical. So, you know, things come around, things go around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Adidas had their moment, 2015, whatever. It wasn't necessarily in the basketball space, but, you know, Nike wasn't always at the top, obviously pre-Nike, you know, Converse was huge in the basketball world. Is Converse ever going to be back on top in basketball? Yeah, right, no, exactly. I don't think so, but... <laughs> You know, the cyclical nature and the way things, you know, cycle and, and go through, you know, maybe there is a chance, but yeah, it's going to take an awful lot and probably a lucky break, maybe um, like a diamond in the rough type of superstar for one of these other brands to uh, kind of ride that success. And, but yeah, I think it'll be a long time 
that we're sure. we're talking about Nike on top. I think another thing to uh, acknowledge is uh, I think everybody in here is is pretty Nike heavy. So you know we probably see it a little bit from our our own bias and things like that. And that I mean we're talking about like Adidas athletes and things like that. Like, could I tell you many? No, probably not. But do I look at that? Am I focused on that? No, not at all. So there's obviously Adidas athletes, Under Armour. I think I don't even know if we've mentioned Under Armour so far. But uh, you know, listening to your your last week's episode and having Andy on as a middle school teacher and him talking about Under Armour and Curry's and what a huge impact they have on the the scene with like younger kids and stuff like that right now. So so we have a maybe like a little bit of a narrower view on some of this, but I think even if you go outside of that, obviously Nike is still, you know, you can't argue with the numbers, whether you like it or not, Nike's on top. And I think they're gonna be on top for a long time. Yeah, no great thoughts, definitely. I think you're right in saying there are some rays of sunshine in terms of the other brands, like, you know, we're talking about Steph Curry or LaMelo Ball, that sort of thing. But it's going to take a lot more, you know, same thing like what Daryl said, you're going to have to throw a lot more bags at these guys in order for you to get them to sign. Because even if you are fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh in line of a signature player with Nike, just the notoriety of being with that brand sometimes is enough for guys to want to sign. You know, you want to sign with somebody who's at the top. You don't want to be with the second place team or third place team and have to, even if you have a signature shoe, have to sort of just like be in the shadows of, you know, this other bigger brand. But, you know, I guess sometimes, you know, when you have a hit like Lamello's, you have to build that yourself, right? You can't always just like wait for a designer, for example. Like, you know, not, there's not going to be a tinker for everybody, right? You kind of just have to go out there and do it for yourself. But Will, do you have any other, any thoughts on this particular question? No, I, I think I just echo the same um, things that people have said. I think design is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. Getting more household names into the equation for Adidas, Under Armour, Puma even. Um, you just got to start throwing more money. Um, and then, like Daryl said, just kind of keep riding your your role like stay in your like stay where you can and then just hope like nike just has <laughs> nike fails eventually but yeah. i don't think it does um yeah i mean wasn't there wasn't there an instance when zion like well his shoe, shoe like blew out yeah right? blew out yeah, yeah yeah everyone was like oh that's it for nike they're that's done it, like it, whatever yeah. but i mean i don't think that's the case i think even that's happened to a couple of nike athletes who like ginobili had that happen to him in game mm-hmm. right he was like making yeah. move and his shoes just completely split open so it's happened quite a few times and then Nike's still around, but then you had somebody like, you know, we talked about the big baller brand and Lonzo also had his shoe blow up on him, the big baller brand or something. But, you know, that brand obviously is not anywhere near Nike, but that was the end of that. Well, and I think you have, you also have like where signature athletes like LeBron, Katie have gone away from their actual like signature shoes and LeBron hated certain models mm. and went to like the ambassador or, yeah. or one soldiers. other, yeah, the soldiers, the soldiers and things yeah. like that. So like Nike does fail in terms of some SIG models, like the numbers and things like that, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hurt them too much at all no. so no for sure absolutely so let's uh you know eli also had a question too and i like this question because it's more sort of like on the collection side of things his question to you guys was share a story about a pair that is special or unique to your collection and how you got it 
and what makes it unique and special. So I know you guys all have, you know, crazy collections of stuff, but if you were to pick that one pair that is special or unique, what would it be? So does anyone want to start off? Will can start. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear. <laughs> let's hear what Will does. When I read the question, I was like, it's got to be um, Chaos 4, the um, Nike Kobe 4 Chaos. That shoe I spent a very long time finding, and I never wanted to spend the money that it cost at the time. Like, it was always too much money um, just because I was like a new teacher and everything. And, you know, teachers get paid so much money and everything like that. So, and then, <laughs> like, I was always a believer, like, not paying more than I should because being a former champs employee, Nike employee, I always got everything on discount. So my chaos for it, I paid the most at the time. Um, I think it was like $515 or something like that. And then I think that was one of my first unique pairs. Like that's one pair that I'll, I'll never get rid of my word to my son's birth and everything like that. So that's one pair I'll always cherish. So nice. Mark, how about you? Probably like a Kobe 4 Venoms. Before so, God, yeah, it's a, basically like a, back then, the, Kobe had a website, like kb24.com. And like, if you were like a member of the forums, they give you a heads up. Oh, this shoe is going to release this Friday. It was their game against Miami. It was 8 p.m. at night. So I, you know, back then, you know, you had dial up internet, Humpy serve, I think what was we had. But um, <laughs> yeah, like that day I took a dial up from yeah. work. Yeah, I took a day off from work. You know, I started memorizing my credit card number and everything. Then I got sick, fell asleep. <laughs> oh, completely missed the drop. And I literally, literally woke, woke up Saturday and it was just messy. But so my dad and my sisters realized, you know, like I really wanted the pair. So they actually pulled in the money to get me my pair. So that's the one pair that I probably won't let go. <laughs> wow, that was nice of them to do that. So, so basically, yeah. back then, even they were, you had to buy a resale or there was resale to get sneakers and stuff too so well i mean it's crazy that they were able to hunt it down because the way that it is back then if you're talking about dial-up like i wouldn't even know where to find sneakers if it sells out like really is there oh you know, back then it was, e like it was ebay basically. oh ebay okay ebay for yeah. sure yeah i mean i don't know if you guys remember there's like a big reseller back in the day tran and co like they, they were big on ebay back in the day but that's where they got them <laughs> no i remember like yeah in style shoes or like maybe even going to like Nike talk or something like that. Like that's where you could find things that, you know, maybe would sell out or if they were limited, but yeah, or eBay, eBay was another, but then it was kind of, it was one of those periods of time where you could get scammed as well. Like people could just yeah. like post a picture of something and mm -hmm. then say that that's what you're getting. And then, you know, you, you wouldn't get that or you, you get scammed somehow, but yeah, no, I mean, that's nice of them to, to, to look out for you and put you, did they like surprise you with that? Or like, did you know they were trying to get that for you? I knew they were going to get it. So they just pulled in the money and they're like, here, go buy it. Dope. <laughs> 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 anyone else want to share what their uh, special or unique pair is to their collection? Yeah, uh, I, I can go ahead. Oh yeah. Eli. It's, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. Eli, let's hear um, yeah, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for sharing. It's always, that's one of my favorite questions to ask collectors. You know, it's always neat to hear the stories behind kind of like what fills out a collection. We all have shoes. We all buy shoes online, but it's always neat to hear a little bit of the backstory. So I appreciate you guys sharing some of that with us. The one that comes to mind for me, and I've told this story on uh, the YYC Soldiers podcast before, but I, I don't think I shared it on the Kicks We Trust podcast. 
Um, I have a pair of Cheech and Chong dunks with a box signed mm. by Tommy Chong. So Tommy Chong is my great uncle. He is my mom's Like actually? Uncle. Yeah. No way. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely didn't hear this story. Yeah, he, he's a, a family member, not not a super That's close crazy. family member, but I've met him a handful of times throughout my life. And um, a few years ago, my grandpa passed away and at his uh, celebration of life, Tommy was there and I kind of got to chat with him. We sat down over uh, some beers and some other things. And uh, <laughs> I kind of was chatting with him about uh, if he knew anything about the Cheech and Chong dunks, had he heard of them, what did he think, that sort of thing. And basically, he, he didn't know about them. He wasn't familiar with them. His joke was, they should have paid me for these. I didn't see any money from them, whatever. He just kind of <laughs> laughed it off. But um, he asked if I had a pair. And I said, no, but if I get a pair, would you sign them for me? And he said, yeah, if you get a pair. I'll get them signed up for you. So I managed to find a pair for a decent price. They were used. Shout out to eBay. Grab a used pair. And I, uh, yeah, through my uh, my aunt, who is a business partner of his, was able to mail him the box. And yeah, he signed the box for me. So wow. that's kind of a neat wow. pair. Super unique. And then, yeah, the dunk bloom kind of blew up and went off. And yeah, so. Oh, wow. yeah. You can't, find, you can't find one of those for a decent price anymore, even uh, if used, man. But uh, your, I mean, your pair specifically, I know... You've rocked them. You've posted pictures of them before. Did you do a little bit of customizing too, where you've burned off a little bit of the fabric and materials? Was that your pair? Yeah, that's my pair. Yeah, um, super. Yeah, I got them. They had been worn, but the canvas around the toe box was all intact and cut it off, you know, kind of burnt a little bit of the edges around the toe box. And yeah, it's yeah, kind of super a, fitting for that. I mean, fun like, yeah. pair that. Uh, yeah, but you got, yeah, you got the cool. box side. And sh- wow, that's crazy. I never heard that story. So you're right. Like, back, awesome. back to what you're saying, you know. You see the pairs, you rock them, and, I, and I've commented when you've posted them and that sort of thing too, but I never knew that backstory behind him being your great uncle. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't look it, obviously, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, kind of a neat little thing. And yeah, I always get, like, get to joke about that with family and stuff like that. So yeah, it's kind of a neat pair for sure. That's awesome. Rich, what about you? I could kind of go a lot of different directions with this question. I mean, I think um, some different types of Nike IDs or Nike Bayou designs I've done over the years, like I've done, I did one that was pretty unique. I was inspired by, I was a great, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Breaking Bad. So I did like a Walter White design, oh, with, uh, Nike Kobe. So it was like half white, half black. It was like meant to be like half Walter White, half Heisenberg. Like the sole was yellow because it was like the hazmat suit. I put like blue speckles on the, the midsole to be like sort of the blue meth. And it had like a olive green on like the tongue and the sock liner. And yeah, I mean, I always take a lot of time trying to play with different options that I like. Sometimes I'll even, if I'm like on the fence between two different options, I'll order both of them and then just like keep the one that I end up really liking. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and stuff like that. So I, I'm like a little OCD about that though. So I like, I think of that, but I guess a funny story I could share is just for the, the concepts, Air Max one far out. I'd won a in-store raffle when I was in New York city and I was at home with the baby on the, the day I was supposed to pick up. And, you know, I bundled up the baby, I put her in a, a, like a baby carrier and everything, took the, took the subway down. And I was like, okay, you know, this will be in and out. This will, this will be fine. And then I get there and the, the line is like a block and a half long. Oh, so shit. It's, it's like me 
with a bundle of BB because it was like in uh, I think like February something like that February March, or March something like March yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was March and it was still you know pretty cold so all you see is all of these people waiting in line and then it's just like me with like a baby a baby carrier like bundled up with a coat and everything like waiting for these shoes and I like part of me I was like I feel ridiculous doing it. <laughs> and then another part of me it was like once I got to like an hour in to waiting in the line, I was like, I'm already too far gone. I can't turn back at this point. <laughs> I'm able <laughs> to out, you know. But so that drop was really memorable because it was just, you know, it was like me and my daughter. I was just trying to like entertain her while I was waiting in line and getting these shoes and stuff. So yeah, that was pretty memorable for that. It's like those, I've seen those videos on Instagram where it's like the wife asked the dad to watch the kid, but he's a golfer. So I get all these golf ones specifically. So he goes to the driving range, but his baby's in the carrier, like behind as he's hitting balls or <laughs> on the golf course, pushing a baby stroller. But on the back, there's a place for all his clubs to stand and he's playing golf while watching the baby. It's basically like that. <laughs> yeah no but i mean what a great pair and and yeah. you know what going back to the the id stuff too you did an id on a kobe which kobe was it uh i can try to grab it now the kobe 10 actually kobe 10 uh, okay and it's crazy to think that you could do ids on kobe's right like you could you would never see that now like that's like even that when they released dunk ids i think people went nuts over that but yeah. oh super dope man yeah those are fine oh those are nice uh, i love that green too Super dope. Yeah, I thought it was really unique because I just remember Walter White wearing like that green shirt from the uh -huh. show. Mm. So I just added and yeah. But then also to that point too, and 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 Eli can can probably uh, agree to this too. Is that like the story behind customizing as well? Like you're a huge Breaking Bad fan, and somebody who doesn't really know too much about sneakers would see that and they wouldn't really know too much about it. But let's just say they're a Breaking Bad fan as well. That would bring people together as a talking piece too, because when I see that and you, after you explain it, then you can kind of see where it comes from. Like fitted hats are a huge thing right now too. Like, I don't know if you guys collect fitted hats, but I don't know too much about them. But when people tell me, oh, it's a this colorway, like, you know, it has a story behind it. And then you see the different parts of it. It kind of brings that story out as well. Not just, you know, how you got a sneaker, but even those things tell a story as well. And like, yeah. Eli's a customizer and I'm sure he gets people that maybe commission projects to him and you can tell a story through the colors that they're picking or the designs that they want, which is another thing about sneakers, which is really cool. But yeah, no, amazing, uh, super dope ID. I wish they brought back Nike, uh, sorry, Kobe's to, to Nike ID. I mean, I think they would shut down the internet if they did that. Um, <laughs> Don't you regret that you never made more of those when you had the chance? Because you're I like, they'll never leave Nike ID. They'll be yeah. forever. I don't have to worry about this. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually make a single one because I think back then there was no shipping to Canada with mm -hmm. Nike IDs. So we were kind of shit out of luck. But I had so many fucking designs on Nike ID and I did get the opportunity to send some through a friend of mine who lived in New York. So he had family in Toronto. So every once in a while I would, you know, throw a couple pairs to his place in New York and he would bring them. But, you know, I felt bad for him kind of muling my pairs over, <laughs> um, but I did, you know, make an Air Max one, like Air Max ones, 
a couple of Roshis back then. Roshis were pretty, pretty big and they were also cheap too. So it was easy to do that. But Kobe's, yeah, I wish I, you know, I actually pulled the trigger on a bunch of those because I had so many designs. But uh, yeah, no, th- those days were crazy. And, and to be able to tell a story yeah. on a sneaker, I think is amazing. And, and you being able to design it as well. And that's not um, easy to do either. Like I've, I've tried to design things and I, it ends up just looking like crap when I do it. Like it's just... Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like I just, I, I'm like, okay, this is the the inspiration. I want to do this, this, and this, and then I put it together. I'm like, that looks terrible. Like that just looks awful. Like <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's harder than you think, right? And a lot of people do inspiration pairs. So an at most, like they'll do an at most colorway, right? Or they'll do a pair that already has famous colorway in another silhouette and just put it on something. So yeah. it's dope, but it doesn't have the same effect as something that rich had created where you know it's something that he's very passionate about something that he loves and he's told that story on a pair of sneakers through the different colorways so i mean amazing to see shit like that right yeah but daryl do you have uh something i think mine's is going to be always snake pool hyper dunk everybody like who follows me knows (laughs) my my grail is true that like i hunted down till it was mine uh i actually own two so like I think people have a, a grail. Like it's one thing, like to to ha- to identify it as your grail, to hunt it down to get it. But I think to have two of it is like kind of like insane. So that's always going to be my grail. So yeah, that, that's just yeah. snake oil and, and I know you talked about that when we had you uh, you guys all on the uh, the Mamba Insurance episode. So it's pretty cool. Now I got to ask you a question because uh, Rich has talked about this. I think in uh, we had uh, May Jam Jenner on a couple episodes ago. Do you regret? picking up your grail like did, did, did you feel like you lost part of the hunt like you picked it up and you're like all right i'm dope i'm excited to get this and now you're like now what am i chasing what is that shoe that i'm going after now that i don't have this shoe nah, i didn't regret it for for me at least i didn't i didn't regret my i remember i still remember like the day i i remember it came the day it came in i was at work I had my uh, dad bring it to my job. I was working in the medical field. I showed all the doctors. I showed I was showing the <laughs> patients. I was showing the manager. Like that was a big deal when I finally got it. I remember. I remember getting that. That was a big, big deal. So I don't think I regret it at all. Yeah. I know Rich talked about specifically when he his his Grail, like his like Grail that he was chasing after for so many years was the DB6, and he he got him, and you know, happy to have him. Great to have him in his collection, but he, he he mentions that, you know, he feels like after he got that pair, he was missing something. Like, there was, mm-hmm. he didn't have that, like, you know, there's that pair that maybe is unobtainable and that, you know, you keep it there and you can keep that as a grail. Like, everyone has a different definition of grail. Yeah, so for sure. Because, you know, grail is not something, like, I could define it differently than you, Daryl, right? So, yeah. um, he was saying once he picked it up, he felt like he lost part of that chase that he'd been yeah. going after for the last, I don't know how old that was exactly the shoe. I think it's yeah. 10 or 12 years old, but like, you know, yeah, 2010. He, so he lost part of that chase that he'd been going after for the last, you know, 12 yeah. years. Right. Well, that's definitely part of, I mean, these stories, right. Like talking about that chase, like Mark was saying, he got the, uh, the notification that it's going to be dropping this day. You know, he had to be online at this certain time. And that sort of chase is part of that story. But when you get that shoe and you have nothing to chase anymore, it, it makes things a lot easier nowadays when you can go on a, an app, like a, a secondary market uh, mm-hmm. app, and just 
click a button and get whatever you want. Like yeah. maybe the prices are astronomical, but you're not hunting it down like you used to, right? Like <laughs> you're not going on dial-up internet to try to get, yeah. you know, the sneaker where, you know, online drops are almost unheard of back then, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, um, and Daryl, you probably had to hunt that shoe too, right? Like when you found oh, it, yeah. it probably wasn't like you oh, were, yeah. you didn't just go on StockX or eBay oh, and you were like, oh, let me just go buy the snake pool coat. Like it wasn't, yeah. wasn't that yeah, simple. Yeah. Right? This is, yeah. This is before that was before that, before apps. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's crazy to see how things have changed, you know, since back then. But I mean, the stories behind these pickups, you know, just what makes them special is crazy, right? Like I saw almost like, pairs that you have stories behind more than something that's costs a lot more like you can buy a sneaker that's worth ten thousand, but you know if you didn't have to hunt for it like daryl did then i don't find it as unique to me like yes it's unique in terms of how limited it is and how rare it is but you know that hunt is definitely a huge part of you know what makes a pair unique for me but now kev let's chat because do you have a pair like that like do you i i have i i don't know i know will and i think daryl as well you guys worked at footlocker champs uh at some point so i feel like almost everything i have has a story behind it yeah most of the stuff i do have have a story behind it i mean there's lots of pairs now again like like i said with the online drops and how frequent drops are there's a lot less there, i mean there's a lot more pairs that i have that maybe have less stories because i could just grab them like you know more of the recent releases like those crap air max ones you know i cop those you know but there are pairs like my atmos air max ones or ones that were gifted to me like you know i had that pair that shout out to denim hearts on instagram he gifted me that pair of air stabs i was not expecting that at all and you know there's nothing crazy special about that pair except for the story to me like that makes it memorable for me or like a lot of the hybrid pairs that i've created through kanatsuki it was just things that i thought about and didn't think it was possible but he kind of created it for me or uh, i would say you know even like those new balance the raptors championship new balances that released after the raptors won the championship like a pair like that means a lot to me because of you know why it was released you know the raptors championship but even at that time it was almost impossible to get right like they dropped online a new balance sold out immediately and then to get those sneakers like the only people that really wanted those sneakers were people that lived in toronto and the pairs online or any or like resellers were selling them for like thousand plus canadian dollars for them and i wasn't paying that and i actually ended up finding them at SneakCon toronto somebody had them and we're selling them for just over retail. And I was like, sure, I want to, uh, like, I'll take them. But they weren't my size. They were half a size too big. And I ended up having to hunt down a swap for that. So I ended up getting my size. So yeah, like things like that, like those, there's still some legwork that needs to be done to sort of get those pairs. So for me, I think, you know, a lot of those pairs mean something to me because of that, right? There's some work that needed to be done. Yeah, I think with the recent releases, like there isn't that story as opposed to like a shoe 10 years old or 15 mm -hmm. years old. Like I'm still looking for a pair of uh, Prelude 5s. I can't find them. Like once in a while I see them pop up, but they're like a size 11, size mm -hmm. 10. And I don't want a chance like going ha half size down anymore with a, with <laughs> like my foot and everything. But I saw a pair for like thirteen hundred, and I was like, I'm not paying that for a sneaker. That right more than my mortgage and everything. I, I'll right. get shot. I'll get shot for buying that. So, um, <laughs> but like, there's things that I still hunt and everything. 
but like my true grail is like da vinci kobe fives and the venoms that mark was talking about like i don't think i'll ever find a pair in my size in either of those i saw a size 11 and we kind of joke in our group chat like i think it was like twenty four thousand dollars, and then he marked it down a little bit like it was like some astronomical number i don't even know what it sold for but it's no longer available, I don't think, unless unless Rich found the link and everything, but he hasn't shared it since. So, <laughs> but yeah, like that's one pair I don't think I'll ever find in my my size. Um, same with the Da Vinci's. But yeah, like there's always going to be pairs that we search for and things like that. But like with recent releases, it's not that story necessarily. Like Mark did bring up, not Mark, um, Rich brought up like the the concepts release that he went to like things like that like mean a lot like I haven't had the liberty to like bring my son to like a sneaker release yet or anything like that but I don't think it'd go very well because he <laughs> run around and everything like that. Well, just put him in a carrier too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the solution. That older like, and everything. Old they can walk, so um, and things like that. But stories go a long way with like everything that we guys we do as collectors and and whatnot. So and sometimes yeah. it's the, it's the come up too, right? Like I yeah. mean, if, if I think of mine, like I mean, the and I know it's the mama guy, so you know this is a little fitting, but this is this is one of my better come up stories and one of the ones that I love to tell is that you know my Kobe six All Stars are literally a forty five dollar pair that I picked up, like in a clearance center in my size, just sitting there that I happened to be working at, and I was like, what are those? Oh, yeah. those are cool. I'll take those for that price. And now, like even let's go before Kobe passes, right? To tell people, be like, I got these for 45 bucks. People are like, what? Like, how did you, how did you swing that? Like, and that's before the Kobe craze is really exploded, right? Like, I mean, even if we're talking 2018, you know, we're talking about this, right? That's still a crazy come up regardless. And, you know, now yeah. the way things have gone with Kobe, it's, it's still a crazy come up. I think of my Atmos pickup as Atmos Air Max One is another good one, which, you know, Kev was witness to. You know, I have a bid in for, I think it was seven or eight, no, sorry, six or $700 more than what I ended up paying for them, right? Like, so I have a bid in for like 16, 1700. I'm in line at a resale shop close to where we all live. We're all, we just went and had lunch. We're stopping in on our way back. I happen to walk in and they have my size for six let's say six hundred dollars less than i had a bid in for that expired while i was waiting in line to <laughs> yeah, enter the wow. store because this was covid so there was restrictions on how many people could be into the store so like i mean stuff like that right like i mean it's almost like a sign right like yeah you know, you know what that's, I mean? that's one of those stories right and i think the only other one is uh the flip threes the black ones when they came out we got them up here and I remember they retail it like, I want to say it was like 200 or 225 Canadian, which nowadays we look at and we're like, wow, that's a great deal. That's like really cheap. That's like 30, 40 bucks cheaper than what a retail pair is up here. But at the time, like it was like 160 Canadian, I believe is what it was going for. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't remember because it was always on discount at that time for me, but I believe it was 160 Canadian. So it was significantly more expensive. And I was like, going away i don't want to spend that money it's kind of expensive like i'm good i go to miami we go on a cruise i come back it's a week after the shoe comes out i'm in i don't remember the mall but i'm in miami florida somewhere i'm going to a mall and they have a house of hoops and the shoe is on every mannequin every four-way <laughs> every two-way it's on all the shelves like it's the only display shoe they have out on anything in the store i'm like do you still have sizes in this like yeah we got a ton what size do you need 12 
brings it down to 12. And at that time, the US dollar and Canadian dollar were on par. So it was like 175, which was basically like what a retail pair of Jordans was in Canada. Yeah. So probably mm-hmm. way less tax we had to pay too. Significantly less tax. I think it was <laughs> yeah. like 5% or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. it was only yeah. ended up being like 181 bucks or something like that. Yeah. So, but like stuff like that, right? Like, I mean, you don't have that anymore. And like, even if I go back, a lot of the pairs, like I think, cause I talk about them on here maybe a little bit, like the Air Max one heavy as an example is, is a good example of that, but I had to search for that pair, but I bought it on eBay. So it was, you know, kind of like a, a, it wasn't like, you know, I went and lined up at, you know, capsule livestock, whatever the shop is down here. You know, I waited in line for 12 hours. You know, I, I waited with the homie Kev and, you know, we had, you know, we had our wives and girlfriends bring us caught. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a story like that, you know, like it was just basically like I searched for it. I had to wait for my price, but that was the extent of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's nice that we, you know, as collectors, you definitely have, you know, stories that mean way more to you. And, you know, I, I love that Cheech and Chong story. Like, I thought you were kidding that he's your great uncle. So, I mean, that just kind of makes it even more unique to me that, you know, you have a signed box pair and, you know, like he's your great uncle and he doesn't even know about the shoe. Like, that's, I didn't even know that. Like, he didn't even know about it. That's crazy to think. But uh, yeah, no, awesome to hear the stories that you guys shared. I mean, that's what kind of makes the collecting part so much fun. But uh, we, we had another question. It's kind of like a this or that question we'll add it into. And this kind of shout outs to Kai too. So unfortunately he couldn't make it on this episode, but he's a huge collector of basketball jerseys. And I guess the question here is, would you rather... So would you rather Nike basketball jerseys or champion basketball jerseys? Okay, Nike basketball jersey or champion basketball jerseys? So kind of this or that. So shout outs to, to Kai because, you know, he's a huge collector. I would have loved to hear his his answer, but he's uh, not here. So we'll, we'll sort of hear our thoughts. So anybody have any preference? Yeah, I mean, I like jerseys. I appreciate jerseys. I'm not a jersey collector by any stretch. And just for like my personal ties, I, I don't have much tie to champion as a brand. So I would just say Nike. I can definitely appreciate a champion jersey, and I know that that's that's like a classic. But like I said, I don't personally have too many ties to champion. Any ties to champion, really? So I would say Nike basketball would be my pick. Nice. Anyone else? No, nah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Eli. You're Nike, I, mean, you're Nike. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I mean, I, like I said, I'm like him. Like I'm, I don't really have like a big tie to like jerseys. I mean, really, the only jerseys I have are Kobe jerseys. So right. Right. I, I, you know, I'm not, it's, I'm not really even part of that culture type of deal. So I can't really say, but for, you know, this purposes of the questions, it, it, I'm basically like a Nike guy. So, yeah. Well, Daryl's got some jerseys there. He's got some Kobe stuff and, you know, he seems to be collecting some jerseys. So are there, is there anything specific in there that's you'd pick either a Nike or champion? I think I'm gonna go with Nike. Um, it's hard to, to stray away from the big brand. It's kind of just like, you know, you know who it is. It's almost like they're like always like, you know, who you know who's daddy. So uh, <laughs> I think I'm just going to stay with my Nike. I got a couple champion jerseys, though, but yeah. Nike, I think Nike's the trusted, old reliable, old faithful. So why, why mess up the good thing? Yeah. Rich, you have any preference? 
I mean, I don't have a strong preference either, to be honest. I mean, I'm not like a huge, huge jersey guy. I know Will's uh, more into apparel and stuff like that. Though. So, I mean, for me, it could be a little bit of a toss-up. I mean, I mean Champion, I think, is, is nice because sort of the brand just has that, like, a little bit of, like, a vintage vibe to it, though. Mm-hmm. When I think of Champion, I, I think of, like, the 90s for me. So, I mean, that, that's always nice. But, you know, Nike's just also just everywhere, though. So, I mean, I, I could go either way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I kind of like this question, and it's it's um, it's unfortunate that Kai's not here because he could, you know, he could definitely school us and educate us on the topic because he's a huge collector of just Raptors jersey, but he just knows everything about jerseys in general. But going back to like my original question that kicked it off for this episode, one of the things that I actually collected before I collected sneaker, I was huge into sneakers, was I also collected jerseys too, and. I went back and forth with Kai because he posts a lot of stuff and, you know, I'll ask him questions, but, you know, I collected not just specifically Raptors jersey, I collected authentic jerseys. And for me, it was NBA jerseys specifically, but I collected a lot of authentic jerseys and a lot of them were champion jerseys. And, you know, we see the printed ones, the replicas, because those are the ones that were in the stores and were easy to get. But if you really hunted and looked around, you can find like these authentic champion jerseys too. And a lot of people, maybe they weren't in, they didn't grow up in that era or whatever the case was, but champion was the contract for the uniforms, right? For the NBA for a long time before Nike got there. Yep. To find those champion jerseys, not the printed ones, but authentic ones, for me, it was like, it was huge, right? Just to be able to, you know, just get an authentic version of that, like what the players were wearing. But uh, yeah, it definitely brings me back to those days too. So for me, I'm going to say as much as I loved the Nike jerseys and, you know, a lot of the players that I, you know, kind of grew up watching also wore the Nike ones too. It was for me, it was like the champion. I would definitely prefer to get the champion versions if I could. I think Nike was a lot easier to get because you were able to go on to the NBA store.com and you could actually create authentic jerseys too that were the nike ones so if there wasn't one that i could find i would just kind of make them on nbastore.com as well so it was kind of like the hunt it was all about the collecting like the hunt was those champion ones because it wasn't readily available wasn't easy to find so i would definitely prefer the champion ones for myself i kind of have to say that i'd probably go nike and it's nothing against champion i had a bunch of champion jerseys as i was when i was a kid and and that was part of what i liked about having kai on because i know kevin and i are big on this like specifically for jerseys like i pick up all the new jerseys like i don't really go outside of rafters jerseys you know we're from toronto so you know there's new rafters jerseys gotta have all three you know they do the the new city jerseys gotta have it every year sort of thing right so i don't really go outside of rafters jerseys for that part but i find the nike ones feel better and it's it's not that the champion ones don't feel good i just don't know if it's the lighter material or if it's softer I just like the feel of them better. So I would probably have to go with the Nike ones. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Like in terms of just the feel and the weight of the Nike ones are a lot lighter. Like back, you know, when you feel some of these older jerseys, you're like, how the hell did they even play? Like they're so heavy. They're so thick. They're they're actually like really hot. The material is almost like doesn't feel good on your skin like it's kind of like scratchy almost like mm-hmm. it's crazy to think what the players used to wear um, right in terms of materials right so yeah I, I can i can definitely agree with you on that in terms of just the way that they feel kid, is different 
Yeah. And when I was a kid, I had a bunch of champion jerseys, right? So I had like champion Vince Carter ones, you know, I had a bunch of pass down ones from my cousins. You know, I remember I had a blank Atlanta Hawks ones we got one time when we went to, it was Phillips arena at that time. Uh, I'm pretty sure the name's changed at this point. I don't know what it is, but you know, like I had all these jerseys and like, I just remember them. It wasn't that they were uncomfortable. It was just like, it was a heavy thing, right? Now you wear a jersey and it's like, wow, this feels so good. Like, and it's so light. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's like, I think when, when I went to Jamaica, I brought my, uh, I have a Michael Jordan jersey, like a champion one that my cousins passed down to me. And I remember thinking about wearing it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to wear this. <laughs> like, it's a great jersey. I'd love to like have it on and get a picture in it. But like, I don't know how, like, I don't know that I really want to wear this thing. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, well, uh, we didn't hear from Will. What's your pick? I'd probably go champion just because of, like the nostalgia and like I had them back in the day. So, and I still have a few um, like in the area where I keep my jerseys, but kind of like you guys, um, like Vince Carter was a big part of like me watching like basketball wise. Like I have a bunch of Mitchell Ness, um, Vince Carter. I have a couple um, champion and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Not champion, but his college jerseys and things like that. So being a North Carolina fan and everything. So I followed Vince throughout his whole career. So he was always just one player that I loved a lot. So well, I'm so champion. Right. Do you follow uh, Sexy Beast on uh, Instagram? I do. Yeah. You do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you've I, seen I told him got. tonight. Like I, I actually told him tonight. I would, I would have loved to have him on the episode and everything. Like that. <laughs> so like I love his page. So like once I, once I heard his, his episode, I was like, yeah, I gotta follow this guy. Like he's got a lot of stories and I. I like seeing the whole, um, like when he photo matches and things like that, and yeah, just winning yeah. these players. It's it's kind of like going back to like with what we do with Mamba Insurance, like with searching Getty images and yes. like seeing what these players are wearing, like when they wore them and things like that. It's like ever since our episode, like as our group, it's like I kind of like wanted to dive deeper. Like they, they can kind of see like like Rich Mark and Daryl can kind of see like my posts have like changed. Like I'm no longer quiet lo- load management and everything. <laughs> like that, so, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, just seeing his posts, I told him I appreciated the shares and everything like that. Yeah. So just finding that stuff has to be such a deep dive in like having those connections is crazy. Yeah. No, exactly. And we talk about the stories and we talk about the hunting and we talk about, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Kai's like, you know, definitely one of those guys that really cherishes like those stories and everything behind it. I love how he educates. So it's unfortunate that he's not here to share his stories, but yeah, we're definitely thinking about you, Kai. Also, Jermaine, it's unfortunate that we can have him because he's a big uh, collector of like, WWE, WWF stuff and vintage stuff too. So it would have been nice to have them on. So, you know, I think a couple of them are under the weather. So hope they feel better. So we got the guys from Mama Insurance on. So it would feel wrong to not have a COVID related question, right? <laughs> so the, the question was like, how do we feel about DeRozan being the face of the Kobe brand now? Because that's how they, that's how Nike advertised it. And then um, Vanessa had her, her words and things like that. So like, how do we feel about like DeRozan being like the face now of yeah. Kobe line? So, you know, why don't we start with you? Yeah. I mean, um, DeRozan, obviously a great, strong athletes in there too. I'm a Suns fan. I'm pretty partial to D book as well. I know he's a, 
a strong face for the Kobe line. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they got like jaw and they got, so I think the Kobe line is in good hands, but yeah, I'll pass off to the Mamba guys. Cause I don't know how much I have to add to this conversation, but I know they got some good stuff to say. So, I mean, honestly, I, I don't mind it. You know, DeRozan's kind of like been the face of the Kobe line. I mean, granted, it was back then it was him and uh, Andre Iguodala that were really wearing a lot of Kobe's on court, like mostly mm-hmm. everything Kobe's. I mean, I don't have anything against it. I mean, DeRozan's a good player. I mean, wish he was playing for the Lakers, but, you know, but uh, I mean, it, it's, um, but then again, you know, like Vanessa said, it, nobody's the face of it, but if there is going to be one, DeRozan's not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of all the players in the NBA, he's pretty much one of the closer ones related to Kobe. So I don't have any issues with it. We also wish he was playing for the Raptors still. So we feel you. <laughs> I know I do. I know I do. Uh, as far as me, I've always looked at him as the face of the Kobe line once Kobe retired. I think I've always wanted and was waiting for Nike to give Kobe the proper respect and do official team Kobe long, like years ago. I was waiting for that. And like, I think they could have did a team Kobe and it could have been DeRozan, Paul George, Iguodala. You could have added Booker, mm-hmm. Ja now. A bunch of athletes that like, I mean, two of them, Paul George has a signature athlete and I, I believe Booker may be getting a, a signature as well soon. So like, I was, I always anticipated them doing a team Kobe, but I've always looked at DeRozan as the face of Kobe, especially once he retired. So I didn't, see an issue i mean my only thing is like okay you went and designated this guy's the face of kobe and you signed him to this contract so now it's like all right so where's the kobe's at like like all right that's cool yeah. for him <laughs> and it's cool for the wording and, and his extra millions of dollars you signed extended into but where's you know where's the product at so that's where my thoughts are where, where's the product yeah i think he's got one pe that release right the the kobe the, one the, yeah the red one yeah the red yeah. one so he also had that I mean, pair of Kobe tens, the comp tens or comp yeah. tens. I, I think the those are ADs, right? The ADs, yes, that's the right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes, yes. yes. The one, yes. Okay. I mean, and then he has the two undefeated, which are like kind of like mm, uh, the, the ones, Spurs, the Spurs ones, and then he, oh, but he has the five. There's the, the silver and black, isn't that his? The silver and black five, isn't that his? I think so. Yeah. 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 Silver and black. Yep. Fives. And like I think the Santa Monica undefeated ones, the red camos, I think yeah, are supposed to be kind of like a, okay. so he has, the roses. He has a couple of releases. He's got a couple. Like, okay, he's the, got a couple. Where's the pro shows? We waiting on the pro show. I guess right. you wrap up the sixes. Are you gonna bring the eights in? Like we're waiting on that. So that's what I'm waiting on. He was a big he was a big eights guy. I know he wore a lot of eights too. So yeah, maybe we'll see that. Maybe they're coming. Maybe they're they're, they're still in production, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have any issue with him being sort of the official or unofficial face of Kobe because, I mean, he's got such a, like, a huge catalog of Kobe's that he's worn on court over the years. Like, I know, you know, we've been doing the, the featuring the Kobe fours lately. And then I was looking over at Getty Images at, like, stuff that he's been wearing. He was wearing, like, two, three seasons ago. And then it's just, like, you know, all different types of models of Kobe's, like, you know, every single night. So, like, I mean, he's definitely proven, you know, he's great for being like a torchbearer for the line and then representing on the court for that but yeah no like daryl was saying i mean i'm just kind of curious what sort of the next steps are because you know the mamba day kobe day this year i mean you didn't really get too much in terms of releases and stuff coming out so i'm just kind of curious what next steps are going to be for nike 
as far as that goes. And, you know, if they're going to really make a team Kobe, I mean, I'm curious, are they going to push any marketing for that? Like back in the day, you know, when they did team Jordan, you know, you would see like, you know, Ray Allen and, you know, some of the other guys and like different ads and stuff like that, you know, you don't really get basketball ads these days at all, honestly. Yeah. So, just kind of curious. I kind of like feel the same way. I don't have a problem with DeRozan, like just seeing like what he's worn throughout his years since like his UC USC days and everything like that. So yeah, I just want product now. So let's, let's go Nike. Like shout out Nike. When you tag Nike (laughs) on this, we want product. We want results from this. I I think that's what it comes down to, right? Like, I mean, whoever the face is, is irrelevant. Like, I mean, yeah, Yeah. like we're all happy. It's DeRozan. Like, you know, as Raptors fans, we, we love that guy. Like there's nothing. I wish he would have stayed. I wish he would have stayed on the Raptors. So do we, but you know, we, we got a championship out of it. Like I can't (laughs) that angry about it. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing but love for DeRozan up here, but I think what it comes down to is just product. I think he's been a great ambassador for Kobe's. Like, I mean, the colorways he does with Kobe's and obviously he's probably got some deal with Nike where he can do a little bit more of that kind of stuff. But I love to see that kind of stuff. Like I love all the stuff that he does with the Kobe line. That's interesting. Like I know you guys have been with your Kobe history. You're on Kobe four or five now. I think it's four. So that's kind of where you started to see DeRozan having some really interesting PEs when he was on the Spurs, right? Some of those like blues and pinks that he did with the gradient on them. Like he did a Mono Ginobili. He wore it on the tribute um, night. Oh, the Argentina ones. Those were crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that was one of my posts. And I was like, this is dope. Like just just seeing like him do that for Manu and then like having like that moment and like that mama mentality moment for winning that game. Like I, I researched that game and everything. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to see. And then like Rich sharing, like I think it was the Drew, the Drew Aid or the Drew League one, right? Yeah, Drew. That one was yeah. nice. Yeah, that one was dope too. Like just see- seeing all those colorways, like I knew about them, like just going deeper into things, like there's been like kind of definitely worth the experience and whatnot. And that's what you kind of want. Like you want to start seeing that product. And obviously like, you know, with the, the contract expiring and the whole legal issue they had, right. There was a little bit of a shortfall with production, but I mean, at this point now it's like, okay, you know, we talked about this earlier in the episode, you know, mm-hmm. Nike basketball is the owner of sneakers within the NBA within Nike basketball. It's Kobe. Everyone wants to wear Kobe. So now it's like, okay, we got to start getting these back to the general public and whether those are, you know, the takedown pairs you have, like, I mean, I have phenomenons back there, like a pair of phenomenon eights or sixes or something like that. There was a Philippines pair that they did like stuff like that. It, there's got to be some integration back into the regular sneaker market. Like I get it. There's going to be Kobe's that are just going to sell out. That's going to be what it is. Right. But you can't go into a footlocker, a champs, a finish line, a Dick's sporting goods, wherever it is. Right. And buy a pair of Kobe's, even if that's a takedown model, which is, that's crazy. We have to start getting product back in people's hands. It doesn't have to be a retro Kobe, but there should be some shoes associated with Kobe that people are able to buy. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Uh, appreciate you guys again joining us for the takeover episode. It was great to hear you guys' uh, thoughts just on questions that you guys came up with. You know, it, it's it's just it's just amazing to be 
here at episode 99 and knowing that you guys were a part of, you know, that growth. So appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Much appreciated guys. Again, like we said, you know, you guys are part of the, the group that helped us grow. So we want to kind of give you guys a chance to take over our podcast and just kind of discuss some topics that, you know, you want to discuss. So we appreciate you guys jumping on the first time. We appreciate you guys coming back the second time. Will, we appreciate you coming on for the third time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like guys. I'm part of the family and everything. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely are. You all are. Yeah. That's what everyone, everyone who's been on here is a part of the family. Yeah. Just three times as opposed to other people, two times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have any shout outs before we head out? Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to add episode 99. I'm just going to shout out every single guest that we've had on the podcast. Like I said, you know, everyone was a part of this journey uh, for us and, you know, super humbled by just, you know, the success and everybody's um, everybody that's shown love to the podcast. So love to see you guys grow along with us as well. So yeah, just shout out to every single guest that we've had. I love that point because there's, there's people that I've seen grow over the time we've done this podcast. Like, I mean, Matt, who was on last episode, right? watch his brain grow i remember andy last episode i remember when we start when we had him on the first time i think he had like i want to say it was like 20 or thirty thousand followers he just hit 100k wow right yeah, like crazy like you know like it's it's wow. really cool to like because you don't see it from the perspective of you're following these people right like and i know mm-hmm. as an example you guys uh will i know you were telling me today or yesterday you guys just hit a thousand followers for the mom yeah. page right mm-hmm. there you go if I remember correctly, I might be wrong. I don't know exactly how many, but I think when we started following your page, it was like two to 300. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was around there. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, it's, it's great to see everyone grow. And I love to see that we're, we're, you know, helping other people out to help them grow as well. So, yeah. But outside of numbers, it's just, you know, you guys do what you're passionate about. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that's, what's important. Like if you told me that you guys had 200 followers from the beginning, like I, 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 I can honestly say I never noticed same thing with Andy or whatever I just like to see you know what the content you guys put out and I know that when I see the stuff you guys post whether it's you know Kobe related or just your your wares or Eli's customs or his Cheech and Chong's that he's rocking like whatever the case is I can see that you guys just genuinely love posting and sharing the stuff that you do so you know shout outs to you guys for all that Sorry, I'm a numbers guy. That's the first thing I do. <laughs> no, and, I, and I get it. Like these, these social media platforms, it's hard not to be like, you know, when you see likes and follows and all that stuff. Sure. Like, you know, you, you're definitely excited about that stuff, too. But, you know, more importantly, so is that, you know, you're doing it because you like it, not just because you want to see somebody. You, you don't want to just see that like button or whatever. Let me Let me rephrase this then. I like to see that good people who produce good content are getting more <laughs> views, likes. Yes, and exactly. How about exactly. that? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Any shout outs for you guys? Do you guys have anyone? I'm shouting out all 1,086 followers <laughs> um, from the Mamba Insurance. It's actually 1,088 right now. So oh, shout out so all as, of we're, right? as we're recording, yeah. it's going so, up. We're, go. we're doing numbers. Big <laughs> um, <laughs> so, time. Yeah, yeah, shout out all of them. And then Rich and then Mark and then Daryl and everything like that. So it's always good seeing them and everything. Like it's, it's kind of different, like being on a zoom call and everything, but it is what it is. Yeah. Shout out to 
Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Kicks We Trust. I think we yeah. kind of touched on it earlier, but huge congratulations. Obviously, 100 mm-hmm. episodes is a huge feat. So congratulations to you guys. And, um, you know, nothing but success moving forward. And yeah, you guys are doing an awesome thing that people are enjoying. So yeah, onwards and upwards. So congratulations on that. Thank you for the kind words. Appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. I'm with Eli. Shout out to you guys, man. Uh, thanks for having us over. And like I said, like, you know, congratulations. 99 episodes, you know, like like I said <laughs> earlier, some podcasts don't even get to like 10. So that's, yeah. that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Shout out to these guys. You guys for the podcast and shout out to my guys, Mark, Will, Rich. What we got going on is definitely unique. So shout out to everybody uh, for doing a post every day. Cataloging every Kobe is definitely tedious and uh not an easy task so shout out to to those guys for doing that especially for reminding me on the days it's my day and i forget I, I, I'm, lost, I'm lost on what left the post or things like he's that still, he's still he's still busy he's still busy unboxing all this stuff yeah. <laughs> shout out to those guys uh, shout out to uh will actually has a rival so shout out to will's rival i'm not going to say who it is but will actually has a rival and then we're gonna shout Shout them out on the uh, on the podcast. Shout out to them. And all that. They have a lot of followers, so shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to you guys for uh, for the 100 episodes. Thank you so, so much for having us back on. Uh, happy to be back on with you guys. Uh, happy to come back anytime. Shout out to Eli for joining us on the call and everything. Uh, also, shout out to The Savior for being a guiding light for our group and uh, Instagram account especially uh, being an inspiration for Will. And uh, also shout out to uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> shout out. Rest of the guys will get it though. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, I don't, I don't quite understand that, that inside joke, but I, I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So <laughs> it's a good shout out for sure. Uh, hey, Collie yeah, shout out to Eli yourself. and his dunks too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a great story, Eli. Yeah. Shout out to Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I don't really have anything. I think we we covered everything. So uh, <laughs> thank you guys very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Each of these guys have individual episodes. Mamba Insurance was episode 74. So you can find Rich, Daryl, and Mark there. Will was on that episode as well. But he also has an individual episode, which is episode 61. Eli Falsey was on episode 38. It was 38, not 39. I went back and checked. You can find him there. We mentioned Jermaine and Kai in this episode as well. They weren't able to join us. Jermaine is part of uh, the YYC Soldiers, which I'm sure Eli will shout out in when we're finishing this off. He is on episode 51 and Kai is episode 73. Like we kind of mentioned with the Jersey thing, Kai's got a lot of interesting stories. So you guys haven't checked that one out. Make sure to go back. And Jermaine's is pretty interesting too. So yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. And you can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. Rich, where can they find you? You can find me at RL underscore Wayne on uh, Instagram. Mark, where can they find you? Oh, HyperDunks24 on Instagram. Will, where can they find you? Mad DMX God on Instagram. Daryl, where can they find you? I believe you're part of another Kobe group as well, or another Kobe page, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. You can find me at uh, on Instagram, B-R-O-T-H-A underscore D. That's Brother D. And you can find me at KB824 on Instagram as well. And Eli, where can they find you? And you can shout out, shout out the homies at the YYC Soldiers as well. 
Definitely. Yeah. YYC Soldiers. YYC Soul S O L E D I E R S. You know, the homies, Jermaine, Adam, Albert, Darren, and uh, yeah, YYC Soldiers there. And you can find me at Fallsy30 on Instagram. Awesome. This is the end of 99 episodes for us. We will have our official 100th episode next week. So stay tuned for that. And there is a 100th episode giveaway, which we are finalizing the details for. There's something big to promise you. It's it's worth the wait. I promise you we're not just stringing you guys along for this. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. It was going to be Travis Scott Lowe's tune in, guys. (laughs) I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but it'll be big. It might be bigger than Travis Scott Lowe's. Just we'll leave it it at that. (laughs) Hopefully, yeah, yeah. We got something big. Hopefully. We got something big. Guys, everyone stay safe and be well. We will see you all next week.